Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, we made it. It is draft morning. How you doing, buddy? Uh, it's Christmas Eve morning it's christmas day I, I don't know whatever holiday you celebrate it's that holiday congratulations <laughs> you made go. it it's football holiday and we are here and we are just uh, this is the longest wait here right the the eight hours of the day to get through to 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 get to the draft finally this afternoon but uh we are at the precipice of this thing uh, man i'm just i'm just ready to know <laughs> like I, I don't yeah. want, i don't even want to look at any of these prospects anymore i just i'm just ready to know yeah, a lot of people I saw on Twitter comparing um, this morning to like Christmas morning, right? Where you get to wake up and yeah. you get to open your new presents. I, I feel opposite about it. I, I feel like it's the, the day when you get back the results of a big test. And you're just really nervous because you're, you're not sure how it went. Uh, you you have that anxious feeling uh, that you, you just messed up your whole future. That's that's the way I feel. You're just uh, describing the- your feeling. That is the most Marcus Mosher <laughs> like version of of what this is that just, I've ever heard. I, I'm, I'm like excited. The worst. I'm like excited. Like I can't wait. It's like oh, it's opening a present, and you're just filled with dread about the oncoming group that's coming. Yes. Oh my god, that's that, that's the perfect distillation of this podcast I've ever heard. <laughs> well, now you guys see why I, I feel this way about the draft. Um. Anyways, uh, we are going to make our final predictions here on the Locked On Cowboys podcast about what we think the Cowboys will or won't do. Uh, you know, in the first round, in the second round, all three days of the draft. Um. Landon, as we sit here on Thursday morning, uh, who do you feel like is going to be the pick at 17? I know that we we promised our listeners that we would have a pretty good idea of who the Cowboys would select uh, by this time. Who do you feel like it's going to be? Well, I think you know we've we've bantied this about a bunch of times, and and really I've come down to I, I picked five guys, and I and I don't even want to say like you know where they're going to get picked because like, I, I I have a hard time believing that the Cowboys and maybe they will but I have a hard time believing the Cowboys will just pick in their spots you know all the way down the board um yeah they're going to move around I'm sure are we going to go back and forth or should we just do like should I give you my list let's do round by round let's do round okay. by round all right cool so for me uh you know the drum beat has been just has been very you know steady uh, along this uh despite some um you know uh, 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 detours these last two weeks and, and, and during lie season, lying season, uh, I think there has been some stuff that has been set out there as, as smoke screens, which really may just be just normal interest in looking into players. Uh, but after it's all said and done, um, I I just feel like the Cowboys are going to take Clavon Chase on at seventeen. Mm-hmm. I, I just I, you know, really it's it's about whether he'll be there or not, and I. I, despite what you know, what some people are saying, I just think he will. I just think if you look at the way the top sixteen picks are, if if they go exactly the way that we think that they will, then maybe Chase on won't. 
right? Like, because because I think if you yeah, look I think at that's it, a good way to put it. Yep. If you if you look at it and and you try to predict, you know, oh. The, these top 16 picks are going to remain exactly the same and I'm doing a mock draft and I'm basing it just on needs for these teams. I think yeah. there's a chance that if 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 the NFL draft actually went like that, then maybe Clevon Chasen would not be there at 17. But in maybe. The NFL draft, I, feel, I feel like even if it goes the way that we think it will, he's going down to pick 16 or 17, right? Yeah. That, oh, that's sure. the way it feels sure. like to me. Totally, yeah. He's, I mean, he's, he's not going in the top 15 picks, I don't think. So... I, all it takes is one or two surprises in those first 16 picks for, I think, Chase on a fall to us. I anticipate yep. that definitely happening, whether that's a fifth or even a sixth offensive tackle, whether that's a third cornerback in the top 15, whether a that's fourth quarterback. a fourth yep. quarterback or even one running back. If any oh, of please those... somebody make that mistake. Please. I, I mean, somebody will. <laughs> somebody will. I, 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 if, if any one of those situations happen, then I would say that Chason's, uh, uh, I would say that Chason's odds go from twenty five percent to seventy five percent, right? Oh, I like, would even I say mean, higher than that. Yeah, I, I would I, say higher than so that. So keeping that all in mind, that all it takes is one uh, uh, unexpected pick in order for that to happen. I, I mean, knowing what you know about the draft in general, but specifically this draft. I don't know how you can't anticipate that there is going to be at least one shocking surprise in the top 15 picks. Uh, and like I said, all it takes is one, and then suddenly the, the, the draft board can fall in a way that you can take chase on. So sign me up in, you know, in very firm pencil for uh, Caleb on chase on at 17 if if the Cowboys stay at that, at that pick. Yeah, I mean, a, a perfect example of how the, the draft can kind of get flipped up on his head. I mean, last year. The Raiders at pick number four took Cleveland Farrell from Clemson, and a lot of people were predicting him as a late first-round pick. And that kind of sent shockwaves through the whole draft. Absolutely. Right? Josh Allen was able to fall down to pick number seven. Uh, Ed Oliver fell to pick number nine. Jonah Williams then was able to fall to number 11. So this happens every year. Uh, there's going to be one or two picks that we didn't anticipate. Uh, maybe there's a, a – we listen, I think we both think there's going to be a run on offensive tackles in this draft, probably inside the top – what, 13, 14 picks, maybe that run is longer than we anticipate. Maybe there's six offensive tackles that go yeah. within the top 12 picks. I, I don't think something like that is impossible to see happen. So I agree with you. I would bet on Chason uh, to be the pick uh, at 17. I feel pretty confident that that's who the Cowboys are going to take, assuming he's available. And like you mentioned, I think there's a good chance that happens. If he is off the board, Landon, what do you expect the Cowboys to do from the, you know at, at that point? Are they going to go corner? Are they going to go linebacker? What do you anticipate happening? Yeah, I think obviously the first choice would be to trade down. I, I think mm-hmm. that would be. I mean, I what I'm interested in is is you know how many trade down scenarios are preferred over Clavon Chason? Like, are there trade down scenarios that they would take even if Chason yeah. was on the board? Um, My gut says not many. Right, not many. It would have to be pretty heavy bounty. I would yeah. imagine. So. Um, I would say that if they can't find, if they can't chase on, not an option. They can't trade down, um, and they get stuck. That that's when you start considering that kind of trio of Diggs, Terrell, and Xavier McKinney. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then if for some reason those three are gone, you know that's when you really start to scrape the barrel with 
uh, you know, Murray, I think, I, I don't know, maybe even Cleveland would be a, a consideration at that point. I, I, I think if that, if we get to that level of desperate, I, I, first of all, I think that there'd be a player that would have fallen to them somewhere. Sure. Uh, sure. but, yeah. so, but I think that, yeah, it, the, the trade back is your first option. If chase Dunn's not there, your third option is one of those trio of defensive backs I just mentioned. And then you're, I don't know what to do. Please help me. Uh, pull, pull, break in case of emergency option would be, you know, the the kind of the Murrays, the the, mm-hmm. the other guys that they may consider in that kind of spot where they would normally trade down. Uh, maybe even a, a Bond or I don't know that they like Bond that much. I would hope. I would definitely love yeah. Bond over Murray, but sure. I think at yeah. that point that's when they would start to reevaluate and really maybe have to reach for somebody. Yeah, I agree completely. I think if Chason's off the board, I do think it's those three names between McKinney, uh, Terrell, and Delpit. I think the way they – or not, excuse me, not Delpit, Diggs. I think they would probably go A.J. Terrell if I had to guess. Uh, but just to be on the record, Landon, if it's those three options and the Cowboys get stuck there, who would you like to see the Cowboys draft again between Xavier McKinney, Trevon Diggs, and A.J. Terrell? I think, I think it's probably for me – McKinney and Diggs almost on the same level, and then yeah, yeah. dot 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 Terrell. <laughs> I, 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 I maybe McKinney probably. I think that's because, I have McKinney two spots higher on my board. Yeah, um, I, 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 I don't care too much at that point. I, I actually I might prefer Diggs just because it gives you a little bit more flexibility sure. in the rest of the draft. Uh, but I would be fine with McKinney. That's I think that's it's fine. That's exactly it. I, I think that to me, I have McKinney a little bit higher than Diggs, but. You know, going back to what we talked about, the draft seems to fall a lot nicer when you draft a cornerback at seventeen. Mm-hmm. So that might be enough of a difference for me to consider taking digs there, and then uh, waiting for uh, safety a little bit later. And you know, the other thing too is that they may not view themselves as being in the market for needing a safety. So maybe not. No, maybe no. the need uh, element actually bumps digs up even further on that, and, and that's why he becomes the pick. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and talk about the Cowboys' options in round two. Guys, let's talk about sex. Remember those days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach since they're chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guys who want extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and Blue Chew prepares and ships them direct. So they're cheaper than even a pharmacy would have. Right now, we have a special offer offer for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free. When you use our promo code NFL, just pay $5 of shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code NFL to try it for free. All right, Landon. uh, Admittedly, day two of the draft is always my favorite because I I love that you know, late Thursday night, Friday morning of looking at who's available and potential trade-ups and what could the Cowboys go and get. It's always so much fun to me once we already have a bit of the information. Um, let's talk about a couple options for the Cowboys in the second round. Who are you looking for the Cowboys to target? Um, I, you know, I, I think for me, 
the uh, the guys that uh, depending on if Chase on is the pick at seventeen. Yeah, then, let's go with that first. Then, yep. So uh, obviously you're looking at who who fell to fifty one. Um, to me, I think you look at a, a Jalen Johnson. You look at uh, mm. you see if Diggs has made it that far. Terrell is obviously uh, uh, in play there. Um, you know, Gladney. I don't know if what their level of interest is. But to me, I think if you're taking Chase on at 17, you clearly are needing to consider uh, some sort of uh, of defensive back, whether it's a corner or, or safety. I, I would prefer corner uh, at that spot. So really, it may be kind of a matter of of uh, of you know who's available at, at that spot uh, at the cornerback position, who made it through that run that made it eligible. If all those kind of next tier corners are gone then i think you look at a guy like uh uh you know what safeties have fallen what is is uh, a winfield jr there it did is ashton davis there is uh you know uh did delp it somehow make it all the way there uh i i think those are the kind of you know, generally what you're looking at but you you also cannot look past any sort of uh a high value player that may have fallen all the way to into your lap you know i think if a, if a guy like matabuke was available that might be uh someone that you could take a look at um you know just any of those kind of value positions if you absolutely cannot find a guy at corner uh then you, you really probably just need to turn your attention to the best talent that's there and, and at 51 there should be some pretty good talent uh mm-hmm. that, that what you're looking for so it would be it would be tough to make it through the ter- first two picks of the uh, of the draft without taking a cornerback or or a defensive back of any kind. Yeah, I just say defensive back. Yep. But but I I think that if you had to, it may it may end up that way. And if you had to, you do have options in the third round. There are some guys later on that you that can help you out. Uh, I think, but you have to at least try to make the effort to get a defensive back in the first two rounds. I would also mention uh, Noah Igbenogany. I think yeah. that's how you say his, yeah. la- his last name. I'm absolutely awful. That's, that's good. It's um, I think that's another option for the Cowboys in the second round because he does have he, he's a you know five ten two hundred pound corner that ran in the four fours. Um, pretty young, twenty years old. Uh, I mean, you know, maybe that's somebody the Cowboys draft, and because they have corners right now that could play, you know, maybe you make him your number four corner, and then by twenty twenty one. You know, he's up to speed and ready to go. So just somebody to keep an eye on. I know the Cowboys had a FaceTime visit with him. Uh, somebody to, to just monitor. Um, all right, what if they go corner in the first round? Let's say they do grab A.J. Terrell. It does make for an interesting second round because now there's some edge rushers available. Uh, receivers, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of talent at receiver available. Maybe Michael Pittman, maybe a Jalen Rager, maybe a Brandon Ayuk is there. Um, you know, there's going to be some fun interior defensive guys, and maybe you could feel more comfortable drafting them there. What do you think the Cowboys would do if they took a corner in the first round? I think if they took a corner in the first round, it, it really frees them up to do whatever they want. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, and that's one of the appeals of, of taking a Diggs or a McKinney at, or, you know, whoever in first round, because you get to 51. You could find Rager there. You could find you know uh, any of these uh, safeties that you, you think they may have slipped through. Uh, maybe a Quara fell fell to you at fifty one. Yeah. Maybe yeah, there you, um, go. you know some of the other guys that we mentioned. I, I just think that if you take cornerback, 
there's less pressure to feel the need to take you know a specific spot at that 51 spot and again uh, of the picks that you have that you're walking into the draft with 51 is probably the one where your pick meets the most value across the board so I agree, if yes. you're free to draft at 51 and not feeling the need to press on a defensive back 51 is a really great spot to just draft bpa and see and mm-hmm. see who falls to you now obviously maybe not purely bpa i think you have you know positions that you're going to slight to depending on their value and depending on your need but i think but the that, good thing is there should be a lot of value yeah, at the positions yeah. of need right? yeah and that's the thing is that you don't it, it, your need kind of matches up and you don't you don't have to you've already kind of met the the, the pressing need so you don't yeah. have to go as much need there if someone incredible just fell all the way to 51. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm trying to think of you know an option. Like, for example, if Patrick Queen fell to 51, I, we talk about how we don't think linebacker is the biggest need for Dallas. But let's say he has a drop and he falls all the way down. You've already addressed corner. You can take a linebacker there and you can feel okay about it. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. So I do agree with you. Uh, just a couple names that you know maybe make sense for Dallas. Uh, Josh Uchi from Michigan. He's like an edge rusher slash Sam linebacker. He kind of fits the the mold of you know the designated pass rusher that the Cowboys have been kind of talking about over the last couple of days. Uh, Michael Pittman, a receiver from USC, can play on the outside. I think he makes a lot of sense in uh, Mike McCarthy's offense. And then Antoine Winfield Jr., one of my favorite players in the draft, uh, maybe a corner safety hybrid, can do just about everything, uh, somebody that I'm really interested in. Um, Layden, let's let's do this really quick. Third round. Uh, what guys are you looking at the Cowboys potentially being interested in the third round? So I got three names of guys that I think are all kind of in the third to fourth round. Right. Okay. So, uh, that's and that's kind of the, the, where my list sort of ends is because beyond that, we've got some names that we know they may look at a little bit further down, uh, maybe even a quarterback that you'll mention a little bit later uh, that you're not going to be thrilled about. Um, but I, I think that, you know, you look at three guys that to me uh, really stand out. Uh, Terrell Burgess, safety, mm-hmm. nickel, defensive back from Utah. Uh, I think he's a guy that you get in the third round and he can come in and play, you know, he could be the guy that comes in on nickel situations. He, whether he's playing safety or in the slot, I think he can do either one of those things with, with pretty equal plum. He'll be a really good special teams player. I think he's one of yep. the best coverage guys, pure man coverage guys at the safety position this year. Uh, and I think that that's what is going to give him uh, a lot of flexibility to kind of do a bunch of different things for you if you were to bring him in. Um, and like I said, whether he can, he's playing split safety, whether he's walking down to play in the box, whether he's playing in the slot, he can he can do a couple different things for you, and that versatility has value. And, and he's good across the board. He's not – I don't know that he's great at anything, but he's good at doing a lot of different things. So I think that it, those kind of it, players. I was say, he reminds me a lot of Xavier Woods in that yeah, same way. Exactly. Where it, just not a big weakness anywhere, yeah. but because he can do everything at such a, you know, at, at least at an average level that has a lot of value. Yeah. And especially when you pair him with a guy like Xavier Woods, now you've got two yeah. incredibly versatile safeties and you don't really know what they're going to do uh, at the snap. So I think that has incredible value to it. 
Logan Wilson is a guy that keeps getting bantied mm. about, and and you even mentioned yesterday's pod that that there's been talk about him uh, being in the first round. Buzz, it, I, that, that's insane. That seems very very rich to me. But third, fourth round, uh, if the Cowboys are looking at a linebacker, I mean, he may be uh, one of the best tacklers in this class, if not the mm-hmm. best tackler. Um, he's uh, not super flashy. But he's more than athletic enough to, for the position. He will just vacuum up tackles, uh, and he's not going to be a total liability in coverage. So I think he's a three-down linebacker who will be a tackling machine for you, uh, who uh, you know kind of will just set a very solid floor for your linebacking core if you if you draft him. And then the final guy I think that is kind of being bantied about or being thought about. I, I, these are there's more than these guys, but these are guys that I think that they could very, very seriously have interest in taking. Devin Asiasi from UCLA, mm. is tight end. Yeah, that's one of my guys I had listed too. I just I just like watching the guy. I mean, he's just he's a good player. He's a good player. I think he's got a, a confusing body, and that's why I think some teams may um, shy away from him to a certain degree. But I, I think he's. You know, he's a little bit shorter. He's a thick, you know, he's, I think he's 6'2", 265, 270. I mean, he's, he's, he's solid. He's like a bowling ball. Uh, mm-hmm. He is not a vertical tight end in, in the sense that he's not, uh, you're not going to try to throw him jump balls. You're not going to try to, you know, uh, uh, throw high passes to him, uh, uh, you know, across the field. I think his his skill set is almost the inverted Blake Jarwin, right? Where mm-hmm. uh, he is more of a guy that you're going to try to get the ball to him uh, on the move uh, in stride, or it, you know, it, after he's kind of created some separation on a route. I think that he, you know, again, you take this guy, you make him the 11th player on this offense, right? And in a two tight end set where you guys are throwing a pass. He is going to be assigned the worst pass defender on that defense, and against the worst pass defender on on an NFL defense, I would love to see this guy get the ball with his hands and rumble through a secondary because mm. I think he's a yak monster. I think he can do a lot of the versatile things you need a tight end to do in order to get him on the field in the first place, uh, and I think that he has some upside because I think he was underutilized just because he. You know, he's, he was a guy who was a highly recruited uh, high school athlete, transferred. I think he went to Michigan first, and then transferred to UCLA. Yep. You know, just had some issues with you know getting on the field, and and really kind of blew up his senior year or his last year there. So, uh, I think this is another player who uh, is on the rise, and just his skill set matches what a. a, a Almost kind of a Devin Asiasi shaped hole in this offense, right? You need mm-hmm. a guy. He, he could do a lot of the things that you like uh, for for uh, Oluwale. I think he can do a lot of the things you like for a second tight end. I think he can also be split out and be a slot guy. And I think he could be a special teamer as well. I, I just love the way he moves uh, on the field and the way he moves with the ball in his hand. And then you add in the fact that he is maybe the most versatile, if not, you know, top three most versatile tight ends in this draft. And if you look at him as a guy that you're drafting as your tight end two and not, you know, your tight end one seam route, you know, buster, I think Devin Asiasi is a fantastic pick for the kind of glue guy that really good offenses need uh, on the back end of their roster. 
I don't know if you've got this far to the RSP yet. Matt Waldman does an incredible job, but uh, he does his. He he has a couple different rankings for tight ends based on like you know if they hit their ceilings and all this kind of stuff. But uh, just based on talent, he has Devin Ossi as the number one tight end in this class. I and I thought it. that was I, yeah. Uh, his comp for him was Algie Crumpler, and I think you can. Oh, I think man. you can certainly see that. I love that comp. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of keep saying that to me. He looks like uh, who's the guy from Baltimore? I keep forgetting. He used to be from Tennessee. Oh, from Tennessee. Uh, uh, Walker, Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker. Uh, yeah, yep. I think they're kind of you know the similar, but I think that in this, in the sense that his he's a talented kid who because he's not six four is going to get overlooked. You know, and and, and he's yeah. not he's not a fullback either because he's too he's too big. I mean, he is definitely a UHF tight end, right? A, a sure U uh, back sure. a U H uh, or an F. I mean, he's not he can you can line him up in line and he can do that too. But sure. I think where he's going to be really valuable is on the move as a as a move tight end as an F back as an H in the slot that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, really quickly, uh, Waldman compared uh, Asiasi to a combination of Algie Crumpler and Randy McMichael. If you remember oh McMichael God, when he played Vikings. with the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think he played with the Vikings for a little yeah, bit. But yeah, yeah, that, yeah. McMichael was the you know, 6'3", 247. And actually, if you go to Mock Draftable, Devin Asiasi's number one comp is Randy McMichael. So that's, that uh, that's kind of funny. I like it. Um, uh, quickly, really, you know, a couple other guys that I'll mention as potential options for the Cowboys in round three. I think Van Jefferson is somebody that they like a lot, the wide receiver from Florida. Instant starter in the slot. A little bit bigger than what you know, the Cowboys usually have there, but one of the better route runners in the class. He's like Cedric uh, Wilson he, plus, right? Like he's yeah, like, I mean, yeah. In the sense that they like Cedric Wilson in the slot, he's like a, a, a plus Cedric Wilson. Perfect, yep. And I think that's somebody that they would consider quite a bit there. I even think Devin Asiasi is an option there. Um, you know, if there's not somebody that's dramatically better sure. than uh, him, just because I do think that's somebody that can come in and fill a role right away. Yeah. Um, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll make some bold predictions. Guys, we talk about physical fitness all the time, but there's another side of the game that is just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. And if you head to calm.com slash locked on, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. Again, that's 40%. With Calm, you'll have access to the nature scenes that LeBron loves, like rain or leaves, and so much more like sleep stories and meditation. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash lockdown. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash lockdown. That's calm.com slash lockdown. All right, Landon, uh, I've got a few bold predictions before the Cowboys draft tonight. Uh, The first is... Um, I think the Cowboys are going to take a quarterback in this class. I think Jalen Hurts is somebody they like, but I think he's going to go higher than maybe what they're willing to draft. Um, my, my prediction is James Morgan is going to be a Dallas Cowboy before the weekend is over. What do you think about that? 
Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, I I think that there's been talk about it. Uh, it sounds like he has some sort of personal connection to to McCarthy in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that all that that certainly isn't you know outside the realm of possibility at all. So uh, that that that's a guy that I would keep an eye on for you know one of those late round picks for sure because I think that he's got some tools that they may like to develop. You know, I yeah. I know you watched him, and I and I understand. Like I've I've seen a little bit of him, and and it's it's not all it's there. It's too bad he's not good. I mean, otherwise, <laughs> it'd be a great pick. Uh, well, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, Mike White wasn't good. You guys are kept on trying to tell me that he was. So uh, well, we'll see. We'll whoa, see. We'll see. Who, who was telling you Mike White was good? <laughs> uh, I mean, I was. The guy. This is the guy. This that is Mike White all over. The guy again. that the guy the guy that was uh, that was notoriously bad at scouting. Quarterbacks. Uh, I, I know uh, yeah. Mr. Joey here. Right, <laughs> uh, anyways, I, I yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up uh, as a late round pick for sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think fourth round seems rich, but fifth oh, round, yeah. I think that's that's probably the range. Um, all right, give me a bull prediction. I I tend to think that this is not a Cowboys one. I got two. The one is a Cowboys. Okay. One. Um, I think that. Uh, uh, I think that there's going to be more corners taken in the top 15 and uh, and or more tackles taken in the top 15 than anyone is mocking right now. Um, I, I just I think that that run on cornerback is going to start a little bit early, and it may include names that mm. we're not even talking about yet. You keep hearing yeah. about some of these guys who are, uh, you know, A.J. Terrell, you know, that has, was – Second round pick, you know, as, as far as yeah. all of us are yeah. concerned, late second, third round pick. Now your floor is nineteen. Yeah, I was. That's what I was gonna say. Suddenly, you're hearing that you know this is this is a guy who could go above that. You're hearing whispers about some of these other guys who never have been even mentioned at the bottom of the first round. And no. now that we're starting to hear from scouts, they're saying, and I'm talking about corners that they 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 may go top fifteen. So. I wouldn't be at all be surprised if we saw at least one or two corner names that went above us that we were not expecting, uh, and I think offensive tackle is another position that uh, that that could potentially be like that as well. Uh, my second prediction, and this is Cowboys prediction, I think I would not at all be surprised if the Cowboys, depending on what they got at seventeen, found a way to trade up from fifty-one. Yeah, um, I, I I agree. I yep. think if someone fell and they really liked them, and and especially if they really are comfortable at se- like let's say they get Chase on, uh, mm-hmm. they they could they yes. I could totally see them trading up to what San Francisco up to uh, maybe top of the second round, mm-hmm. uh, yep. and and going to get either one of the cornerbacks or defensive backs that they like just to know that they secured that. And frankly, I can't really beat them up for that. Really, you know? No, I wouldn't. Either. I mean, I would. That makes sense to me. They, yep. If they gave up their third round pick to go up and, and go get really high to go up. get a guy, I, I honestly, I think I like that more than not, not getting a defensive back and trying to reach with that third round pick, mm-hmm. and then suddenly you've got two guys that you didn't really want at fifty one and eighty one instead of one guy that you really did want at fifty one. So I, 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 I wouldn't all at, at all at all be surprised if the Cowboys ended up trading up from fifty one to go secure a guy that may have fallen uh, that they don't think would get to them at fifty one. Uh, I agree. Uh, I would also put this potential scenario in there. Uh, let's say the Cowboys do get stuck at seventeen and they pick AJ Terrell. 
it wouldn't be that surprising to me if the Cowboys did package their second and third and went up to, let's say, 31 to the 49ers. I know that's kind of a, a hot spot pick because the 49ers Don't have only picks. have two picks. Yeah. At, yeah, they have no picks. Uh, if they went to 31 to go get Yeter Gross Matos or Zach Bond, or right? Quara, if you can maybe. come out of the – Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe – I, I think they like Yeter Gross Matos quite a bit. Probably, yeah. So, it, it, I mean, it's not the – my favorite draft, but if you're telling me they come out of the first two days with AJ Terrell and Yuter Gross Matos, okay, I, I understand it. That's a you know those are two really athletic players at positions of need uh, from big schools, so uh, that that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, one last question before we go: more offensive tackles or receivers in the first round of the draft? Offensive tackles. I, I just think that I think that I think six. I, kind of I think six could go. I, I think it's possible, man. I, I just think that, that there's I, I just there's such a dearth of offensive line play in, in 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 the league right now. I think that a lot of these teams that are not sold on quarterback as much as we may think they are, they'll just end up turning around and taking a tackle. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know what? Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if like teams like the Dolphins and the Chargers, you know, that like we all have pinned as as taking quarterbacks. I would not at all be surprised if some of that was smoke and then some of those guys ended up just taking an offensive tackle and then kicked it down mm-hmm. the road and then see if Jordan Love can follow them later in the first round or maybe in the second round. I, I think seven offensive tackles go in the first wow. round. Wills, Wurst, Becton, Thomas. Those are your top four. Yep. And then you have three after that between Josh Jones, Austin Jackson, Ezra Cleveland, Isaiah Wilson. I think three of those guys go. Yeah, I don't. It's, you know, I, I don't consider Cleveland to be a tackle in the NFL, but yeah, absolutely, he's a first round player. I think you're right. Right, but I, so, so I, I, I think that's definitely possible. Seven, we'll say yeah. Seven offensive linemen go in the first round. Maybe even eight. Maybe somebody takes Cesar Ruiz in the first round. And if you have, you know, what is that? One fourth of your draft is offensive linemen in the first round. Uh, there's going to be some pretty good players falling uh, to pick seventeen. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Uh, you can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the first round of the draft. We will be back here tomorrow talking about the Cowboys selection.